Praise the Lord. So glad to have you join us for a new week as we discuss um, something very cool. The minor prophets, uh, not that they are minor in any way, but that the books are kind of shorter than compared to the major prophets. Um, and this week we're going to have um, us kind of focusing and actually it's going to be not just this week, it's going to be for the next two weeks as we look at the book of the 12, the 12 different prophets. Um, on uh, Saturday is going to be me. I'm going to be talking about Hosea. Uh, Sunday will be Joel as little talks about that. Thursday is Amos as Rachel digs deep onto that. And then Wednesday we have Desi teaching on Obadiah and Jonah. And of course, Thursday, we're going to finish it off with uh, Micah by Sister Debbie. Um, but today, I want to talk about Hosea, uh, this, the first book of the minor prophets. And he was an interesting prophet. He actually was a prophet in the northern kingdom of Israel. Now remember, Israel broke into two different nations. Uh, there was the, the ten tribes of Israel kind of where the top part of Israel uh, became the northern kingdom. And then two tribes, Benjamin and Judah, became the southern part of the kingdom. Um, and eventually just Judah kind of encompassed everything. But in the northern part, where it had, they had more bad kings than the southern kingdom, here comes Hosea, this poor prophet who happens to be the prophet of one of the worst kings in the history of, uh, of, of the nation of Israel. Um, and I'm not going to get too detailed about the history of that. But I want to focus on the book of Hosea and here this, here's this prophet and God speaks to Hosea and says, Hosea, I want you to go out and marry a prostitute. Yes, you've heard me correctly. And so Hosea goes out. I don't know where he goes. Maybe there was a place where prostitutes hang out, but he went and he found a daughter by the name of Gomer and he married her. And then he has three kids with this prostitute and he makes sure she's taken care of and, and they have a house and, and they have a happy place to live. And, and what's fascinating is this, this wife of his, loves being a prostitute and leaves Hosea several times with multiple lovers. And she loves going to the nail salons and she loves getting dressed and she loves spending money on all these different things and getting her fill of her lovers. And here is Hosea, always bring her back to the family, bring her back to the kids, bring her back to their home. And it gets to the point where Gomer, the prostitute, is left in shambles and she owes too much money, all her debts. And, it, and then she is left to be auctioned and and there is a group of people and they're trying to figure out who will want to pay for her whole debt and buy this, this individual. And here is this crowd and, and it's quiet. Nobody wants this used up prostitute. Nobody wants this person. But then there is Hosea. 
He's in the back. He walks up. I'll pay for her. I'll pay her debts. Have you lost your mind? She's left before. What's to say she's not going to do it again? You don't owe her anything. But no. The prophet Hosea walks up and pays the bill in full. And takes Hosea back. I'm sorry, takes Gomer back to her family. It's a crazy story. This prophet who has this unfaithful wife who goes back to her lovers, goes back to where she came from. But Hosea is faithful and keeps reaching back for her. And this is demonstrated and it shows the mercy of God. Because God uses this story to show his love for his people. Because see, the, the unfaithful wife, that's, that's you and I. And the faithful husband, that's God. Even though we fail him, and I love this story because it goes to the extreme. It just, it goes all the way to the extreme and just says, even this prostitute, this person who, who's abandoned every covenant, who's broken everything and goes back every single time, getting her fill of her lovers. I still have mercy for them. I still am reaching for them. And God, the faithful husband, the faithful person who doesn't break his promises, who doesn't break his covenant, still reaches out. And the, the passage I want to read is Hosea chapter 2, verse 19. And I'm reading the net version. I will commit myself to you forever. I will commit myself to you in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in tender compassion. I will commit myself to you in faithfulness. Then you will acknowledge the Lord. You will see how good I am, how much I love you, how much I care for you. That even if you feel like you failed me, even if you feel like there's no redeeming, you're, you're irredeemable, nobody wants you, you're worthless. And everybody's going, well, I'm not going to pay the debt. I don't want this used up prostitute. God steps in and says, I'll pay for that. How much is it? I wonder if they increase the price. Is that here comes Hosea? He looks like he has deep pockets. Uh, you know, for you, I'm going to give you, you know, you're, you're going to have to pay twice. I'm sure there was no hesitation. He paid the full amount. 
because that is how much God cares for you, that he paid the ultimate sacrifice and he died on the cross for you. Do you know how valuable you are? Oh, I, this, this pandemic, you, you don't understand. I've, I've done some things I'm not proud of. I found myself alone. I've, I found myself in places I don't want to be. I, I found myself not happy with the person you called me to be. And God says, I know, but I still want you. I still love you. I'm faithful to you. I know you've broken things. I know you've done some things, but I am faithful. I want you. I am full of righteousness. I am full of justice. You're right. I have every reason to get a divorce. I have every reason to break the covenant. I have every legal right to break what's happening, but I will not because I want you. I love you. I commit myself to you. I will walk with you. You find yourself alone, I will walk with you. You find yourself in crazy places, I will walk you out. I will hold your hand because I am faithful. I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you there just to dry up on your own. I will fulfill my love to you. That's what the story demonstrates. Just read it. It's it's 14 chapters of, of pure, pure, amazing things. Here's this crazy story. But all it demonstrates is God's mercy. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 6. This is the new, the NIV version. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. I will give mercy. I am a forgiving God. I know that no one is perfect. I'm not going to break my covenant so easily. You're not going to get rid of me this quickly. You're not going to ignore me this quickly. Maybe you've avoided and you just kind of fall down the wayside and maybe you're not tagging into all the videos and maybe you've been missing a couple of small groups here and there and and maybe you're just not praying like you used to or you're not praying at all and, and you find yourself just doing whatever you want. You're just drifting. And God says, you can drift away, but I'm here with open arms. I won't forsake you. I don't care how many lovers you've had. Oh, I feel like preaching. I don't care how many times you have left me. How many times I had to explain to the kids, she'll come back. I know, I, I know things are going to get bad for her and then she's going to come back. And I'm going to accept her. I'm going to take her in with open arms. I am going to help her. And one day, one day, it will click. When everything is used up, 
just like the prodigal son who finds himself living with the pigs. It's better to go back to my father. It is better to go back to him. And he doesn't hold it over you. He doesn't bring it back in every argument. He forgives to those who ask for forgiveness. And he moves on. And says, okay, let's do this. Jesus, we pray right now, God, that you begin to touch everyone, God, in their homes, in their car, wherever, Lord, they are listening, Jesus, whether that's in their workplace. And I pray, God, that you touch my dear brothers and my sisters, Lord. I pray that you be with them, Lord. I know, God, that the pressures and the stresses of, of this pandemic and, and, and all that's going on, all the uncertainty, we found ourselves in places, God, we are not happy with. We found ourselves in a relationship where we thought we'd get deeper with you, but God, we've seemed to be drifting away. We seem to be falling back, God. We seem to be distant from you. God, I, I know no matter how bad things get and no matter where I find myself, you're still there, the faithful husband, the faithful Jose, God, the faithful God that you are with open arms and you accept me. You do not reject me. You do not forget me, Lord. You do not toss me to the side and you don't say, okay, well, this, this is, this was the last straw. There is no last straw with you, God. You are open and you're always inviting and you are always righteous, even when we don't deserve it. And you want us back with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't we serve an amazing God? Don't we serve a great God that he's everywhere. He sees everything you're doing. And he still wants to walk with you. Isn't that reassuring? Please. Join us tomorrow and every night, not every night, but on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and be with us, engage with us, open these wonderful books that God really speaks out about mercy and, and his love for Israel and his love for you and I. He's not willing to forget us so quickly. He has not forgotten us during this pandemic. He's been right by us. He's been walking with us. Thank you.